Hey, beautiful mama, and welcome to Bell and Beyond. I'm your podcast host, Katie, a mama of one little legend, Hunter, and we have been on the most wild health journey ever. My son was born and diagnosed with a cleft lip, and I want to share with you how I was empowered through it all. This podcast is for mums or soon-to-be mums and dads. Feel free to jump in too. It's a place to debunk the many motherhood myths that leave us feeling confused, lost, and misguided. I want you, Mama, to walk away from every episode feeling empowered and educated to make choices that feel right for you and your family. My heart is to see mamas connecting back to their roots and being exposed to ancient wisdom with modern day education. I'll be bringing you open and real conversations around topics we are not talking about enough with people passionate about seeing you, Mama, thrive from the belly and beyond. I'm so excited for this incredible episode with Amy Rankin. She is a mindset and emotional intelligence coach who is passionate about helping others create a life that they want to live. Her motivation is to discover more about herself, others, and who we are as people and women came after her own journey of rediscovery. And you're going to hear a little bit about Amy's journey, where she came from her engagement that ended and she had this epiphany and realization where she wanted her life to go and she started out on this journey of self-discovery and dreaming again and took on an amazing coach, found her sparkle as she says in the episode and now she has basically surrendered her life to helping other women particularly and corporate settings find their sparkle again and we're going to also touch on the episode something I really love which is defining your self-care into three amazing categories and knowing which column to draw from depending on how you're feeling and really listening to your body. So hope this really encourages you as it did me. Amy's amazing. And um, I really know that there's so many women out there that have possibly lost their sparkle, felt beaten down, full of fear, stuck through COVID. And I know that some of these practical tips are going to help you day by day find your sparkle and get back to being that mum, that wife, that woman, that mother that you so desired before so much has changed. So I'm really excited for you to meet Amy. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know. And Amy's also got her own podcast. So she's a bit of a podcast queen too. If you want to jump <laughs> over, you can know more about that. But I'm so excited that you're here. Can you please just tell us a little bit about your in a sparkle for your coaching yes. and your yes. podcast and a top joyful activity that you're doing at the moment. Yeah. So very briefly, I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and well-being coach. So basically that means I help to teach you about your feelings, how you feel, why you feel that way, how you want to feel, all of that fun stuff. And I would say my top joyful activity at the moment, it's so basic, but it's something that I have found really just sets up my day. I feel so much more calm and so much more relaxed. And I just, it's been such a long time, Ollie's 10 months now. I feel like it's actually been 10 months since I've really felt like this again. And it's doing a morning routine. We've kind of gotten Ollie into a little bit of a routine now with his sleeping. He was not sleeping very well. And poor little Ollie had colic really badly when he was younger. So his sleeping was obviously quite affected by that too. So He's now in a really good routine with sleeping. He's sleeping through the night and he actually sleeps most mornings until 7am, which is, it still blows my mind. I feel like I'm not used to it yet. And I'm like just waiting for it to change. But, um, 
while it is this way, I'm setting my alarm at about 6am. So I've got a whole hour for myself now in the morning. But it's funny, like, I look like back at my morning routine before I had Ollie, and it was like so detailed. And I did all these really beautiful practices. And now I'm like, just so happy if I can get up and get out of bed and like have my cup of herbal tea and put my diffuser on and do a meditation. And if that's like the only things I get done, I'm just like, oh, it's just nice and calm and peaceful before like the craziness of the day starts. And it's really, really like my number one joyful activity at the moment. I absolutely agree. I've been doing the same thing. I yeah. wished I'd nailed it when my son was six months, but it's taken <laughs> me with him being literally like nearly a year and a half to yeah. nail it. Yeah. But it makes such a difference. And my son normally sleeps in the same time as well. And even if I can hear him playing, I just let him play in his like cot now yeah. Yeah. Um, until he's like, I really want to come out. And yeah. then it just sets you up for the day. And when you go in there to greet them, like when you go in there to see Ollie and you open the door, like mm-hmm. how full of joy are you and you feel so yeah. accomplished for your morning. You're like, okay, I'm ready to do breakfast. I'm ready to change a nappy. I'm ready to do all the mundane things Yeah, um, because you filled up your cup. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's just been such a huge game changer. And I noticed like, you know, it's only been probably about the last three weeks that I've really been able to focus on it. And it's oh, just, yeah, it's so nice. It's such a beautiful feeling. And look, you're a new mum, So you're about six months into being a new mum, but you've been doing coaching and podcasting and speaking on everything we're going to talk about before you became a mum. Yes. What has it been like actually now experiencing that initiation into motherhood and balancing everything you've been learning and preparing and speaking about (laughs) now you're really living it in a totally other way yeah oh my gosh totally like oh there's so many conversations I have like a lot of my clients are mums some of them are newer mums some of them have been mums for years and it's so funny now the conversations that we have like I'm I'm really good friends with a lot of my clients now too because some of them have been working with me for a few years and um so it's nice to have those kind of personal conversations outside of our coaching sessions where um yeah, it's just like, oh my gosh, I get it now. Like I, I understand and I get it. Like it does feel so hard some days, you know, and it's all well and good to talk about how we should be prioritizing ourselves and putting ourselves first and, um, doing our best not to feel overwhelmed and all of the things that I would always talk about. But I really now feel like I have such a full body appreciation that there it's just like we are human and there is some days that it's so hard and so overwhelming and like the emotions are like 10 out of 10 and my reactive behaviors will also then be 10 out of 10. Um, so yeah, it's very humbling, I think. And I also think it's just been a really beautiful experience for me to create that understanding of like, Yeah, I get it. But I also do have to admit, I have found it really hard, really, really hard. And I wish that, um, I I think I wish I had have heard more people talking about how hard it can be in some moments. Um, because I mean, like you would know, we hear all about, like, we do so much preparation for like the birth and all of that stuff, which is so important, but I don't feel like I focused enough on that postpartum period and like the fourth trimester and things like that too. And just felt a bit lost. So yeah, that's definitely been a big takeaway as well. 
I 100% agree. And I've even like recorded a few podcast episodes about postpartum care and I'm obsessed with postpartum doulas. I'm obsessed with community coming around, cooking food for each other, all of that three months. It's Mm -hmm. such a pivotal time that actually can set you up for some great success for that rest of that first year because – I personally feel like my first like three months were really hard and it did mm-hmm. drag out for me. I mean, I was under yeah. different circumstances. Yeah. But when you see the women that have prepped food and mm. prepped support and COVID has just totally messed all of that up, you can yeah. really see when the community comes around, mum's more grounded, she mm. gets more time to look after herself, often gets more sleep, doesn't mm-hmm. lift a finger. That's mm-hmm. just like so getting back to those Root, so I still agree with you. But learning all of that mm-hmm. and still obviously remaining an, a mumpreneur now and a businesswoman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you've still got coaching clients, you're still operating in your business and you're still yeah. very um, present on your social media. Yeah. How have you continued to have joy through, I mean, luckily Ollie wasn't birthed directly in COVID. You obviously yes. birthed him in the break and then half of his life has now yes. been in COVID so you kind of experienced both the duration of your motherhood journey yeah how have you switched gears after your fourth trimester into this COVID (laughs) season and still stay joyful because you've got to create a lot of energy and space for your clients and also your family (laughs) yes definitely I think I'm still in the midst of this now I'm still trying to I mean are we ever really going to nail anything no like but I feel like yeah, I'm still definitely finding my feet a little bit with that because prior to having Ollie, I am like, I'm just so used to being on all the time and like work. I'm so passionate about my work. I know it's so cliche, but it doesn't feel like a job to me. Um, I love what I do so much. I love the creative aspect of like social media and stuff like that. But I also love the connection that I have with my clients and my workshops and things that I do. So I was so used to being like 100% all in that it definitely has been a a massive turning point and a really big like moment of reflection. I think over the last probably like two or three months, now that I have fully stepped back into work of like, I actually can't be that like old version of myself that I am so used to being obviously for the last like 30 something years. Um, So it's definitely been like, yeah, really interesting to just kind of notice older patterns and stuff like that coming up for me of like pushing my own boundaries, saying yes all the time to things. And I think like two of the biggest things is like boundaries and balance and trying to find that balance means I need to set my boundaries, but also be really strict with those boundaries too. And again, it's something that I talk to all of my clients about, but I think also something I really didn't take on myself very much before Ollie, whereas now I'm like, I have to, otherwise I'm going to burn myself out and that's on me. Like that's totally my responsibility if that happens. Um, So yeah, finding that balance. And I think Ollie has also brought this really beautiful want for me to be a lot more present. I think I also noticed beforehand, it was so easy for me to just be on my phone or be replying to emails and doing stuff on like Canva or social media stuff. 
really easy to distract myself and be busy with work. Whereas now when Ollie's not napping, (laughs) I don't want to be doing that as often. I want to be present with him because I know he's only going to be little for such a small period of time. So I think that's also been a really beautiful thing to start to recognize and realize as well. Oh my gosh. I am feeling into everything you're saying (laughs) because the last three months, even though I wasn't necessarily present in New South Wales for the COVID, I fully felt it a hundred percent up here in Queensland. Yeah. And I have been the deepest of deepest of thinking, reflection, looking at everything analytically in my Mm. life, my time, Mm. how I became a victim to time. That is a huge revelation for me. Like I literally put time on a pedestal and it was dominating me like a king. And Mm. I would always say phrases like, I don't have enough time for that. Can't stop, too busy. Sorry, got to catch up another time. And I literally acted as time put me yeah in prison yeah and I've almost had to get the whip out and be like hey time you get in line you do what I say how I say when I say it and getting much more efficient with my time because if Mm -hmm. you become a mom all you do is think wow I had so much time before I had a kid I really (laughs) could have been more productive Um, (laughs) but at the same time there's also the flip side for like quite strong or a personalities or very active people yeah you're also like man, I wished I rest a little bit more then oh, so yeah. then I could have like been better for now. There's like the catch yeah. 20. But I yeah. so feel you. And we literally just had four days on Fitzroy Island, which mm. has to be one of the most stunning places. And we basically had no reception, no Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. We totally switched off for four days. And I had moments in the day where I would just get lost in the paradise of time without pressure. Mm. And I would just watch my son lay across this bumpy coral on the beach or with a coral that gets washed up from like the Great Barrier Reef and he would stare at rocks for hours on his belly like a discoverer Mm. like because I get his little microscope out and then he'd follow (laughs) ants around and then we went on bushwalks and we the bushwalk took 10 times longer because he walked every single step and watched (laughs) every movement and every twisting and every thought that he would make to try and figure out how he's going to get on new rock I tell you, it was like the most joyful three days of my life. Yeah. It couldn't have been any more mundane and basic. Yeah. I always feel like becoming a mum and being in their time, their mm. present moment when nothing matters, it brings you down to their level. You literally yeah. have to crouch and get on your your bum and look at everything from their view and you're like, whoa, it's so cool down here. Yeah, like, yeah. The wonder comes back to your life and I actually think – it unlocks so much creativity if Mm. we allow it in that moment because Uh everything slows down, your nervous system slows down, you can think clearly, you often Mm. get more fresh air because you're outside with the kids. So I totally feel that. Have you felt because of this um, journey that you're going on and all of this reflection, it's actually unlocked more ideas or more topics that you're talking about or empowering ways you're speaking into your clients yeah definitely it's funny you mentioned that we actually did a workshop with my clients a few weeks ago and we were talking about the idea that like creativity can breed in the nothingness as well like you know it's so easy these days to just be switched on all the time we're so easily accessible with our phones and our computers and things like that and 
I know personally for me, I find that sometimes I'll get an idea for like a new ebook or like a podcast episode or something. And it's when I'm outside going for a walk with Ollie and I've got like no headphones in. I'm just like walking with him, walking down the beach or something. And I'm like, oh, this is a really good idea. Or what if I did this? That I think we need to create that space for ourselves. And I know that that can feel really hard sometimes, but it's not good for our brain to always be thinking and listening and consuming information as well. I find that, yeah, I I can definitely get stuck in that trap of like consume, 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 but then that doesn't leave any space for me to be creative myself. And I love that aspect of my job. Seriously. And in a previous episode I did with um, Molly Cube, she talks about the 5am club and how she does 90 minutes of uninterrupted notifications, often in nature, creative time every single day. Mm, so nice. Starts the day like that. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to start doing that because like Ollie, Hunter doesn't get up till later. I can get up earlier. Hopefully yeah. I've had a good night and have uninterrupted creative time where you can just be and just mm-hmm. and everything can just flow. Yes. I'm really excited for something like that. Um, yeah. But what I really want to know is you haven't always had this sparkle and I've kind of known of you for a good couple of years now through the online space and I've actually seen a little bit of your journey, I mean, externally, but I can see the way your content's changed, the way you stepped into coaching. You you started actually first by getting your own coach to help set you up. You shifted and moved in and out of many things to find this sweet spot, your genius zone. Mm. But what actually was like the moment or the turning point for you when you realized that you weren't actually living in your sparkle or you hadn't actually got your sparkle back? Yeah, yeah. So um, it was probably about seven years ago now, maybe a little bit more, and I was in a different relationship. We'd been together for like 14 years. We were engaged. Um, There was a lot of different things that were happening in that relationship that I wasn't – happy with, but I think I didn't also realize at the time either. And it got to my wedding dress fitting day. And I woke up that morning and I was like, um, I don't think I want to do this. Like, I don't think I want to get married. And my mom, my mom and dad were away. My sister was going to be coming with me. And I rang my sister and I was like, um, yeah, I don't think that this is the right thing for me to be doing. Um, and she was like, whoa, okay. I think she kind of had a bit of a feeling, um, you know, sisters sometimes just get that vibe anyway. So she wasn't, I don't think she was surprised by the situation itself. I think she was more surprised that I had come to that realization and that decision. Um, there was a lot of things that were happening in the background of that relationship that I just couldn't see, um, continuing on. Like it just wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to be living. There was a lot of like drug abuse and stuff like that, that I was just like, you know what, this isn't like, this isn't the lifestyle that I envision for myself moving forward. Like, so I, yeah, kind of packed my bag and left. And the sad thing is also in that moment, I think it was really hard for him to process that he was just like, okay, bye. And just, he just left with his friends and just did his own thing. And that for me was that turning point of like, this is the first day of the rest of my life really. And it was so scary. I was petrified because I think as well, when you've been in a relationship for so long and 
especially like I said, we were engaged and stuff. It was that forward thinking of like that future planning of like our whole lives together really. And like what our lives were going to look like when we were older and things like that, that when that changed, then I was like, what does my life look like now? Like, who am I without this person? Because especially being together for so long, really our friendships intertwined, our lives were so intertwined together that it was like, who am I without this person? Like, who is Amy, really? And I think that now, also kind of ironically, I have come full circle and I'm now asking the same questions being a mum. Who am I myself as Amy, but who am I as a mum? Like, how am I showing up in the world? How do I feel? So many of the questions that I had seven or eight years ago going through that breakup are the same questions that I'm now asking moving into this phase of like, I guess, new Amy and mum Amy. So it's really interesting kind of watching that. The cool thing is that, yes, I did get a coach at the time as well because I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? How do I even find out this stuff? Um, and a friend of a friend had been working with Declan, who he's still my coach now to this day. Um, and I, I just remember messaging him and I was like, hey, I know you have no idea who I am and this is so random, but you've been working with one of my friends and she raves about you and everything that she talks about, I really resonate with. And I think that I need your help. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you feel like you're struggling with? And I said, the only way that I can explain it is I feel like I've lost my sparkle. And this is where the whole philosophy for my whole business now comes from with that finding your sparkle, because that's exactly like, that's the only way that I could word it to him. And I said, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what this looks like, but I just, I don't feel like me. And I, I know I'm normally this like sparkly version of me with all of these different feelings and emotions and stuff. And I just don't even feel anything at the moment. And he was like, okay, cool. Like I've never really had anyone explain it like that before, but I understand what you mean. Um, and yes, like I can help with stuff like that if you want to work together. So we started our coaching journey together and then, Probably about a year or two after that, I realized that I had had so much profound change in my life because of things that I'd learned and because of things I was then able to put into place and change in my lifestyle and really just create that sense of like self-confidence. And I just felt empowered within myself that I was like, I need to learn about how to do this myself. Like I need to start studying and I need to work in this industry because I just had this passion to be able to share this change with other women and be able to help them to find their sparkle and feel confident in themselves again and just understand how they feel exactly like I said at the start, why you feel that way and also how to move through that as well. Like we have such big emotions and to be able to understand them and move through them instead of feeling like you're stuck in them for sometimes days, weeks, months, years at a time, to be able to move through that so much quicker, it's just, yeah, it's really beautiful to have that sense of understanding. So that's a pretty long winded explanation, <laughs> but there's been so many different facets. And like I said, now it's so interesting 
in this period of life to be asking those same questions again of like, well, who am I? Like, how do I feel? What does it look like for me to be moving through these big emotions? Like say, for example, overwhelm I find is a big one. And I get really overstimulated sometimes from like all the toys and like the TV shows and the noise and like the squealing and (laughs) I've just made you all this food and now you don't want to eat it and you're throwing it all (laughs) on the ground. Um, So yeah, I find that it's very interesting to now have, to now be in this space that I'm asking those exact same questions again, but also feel so much more open to it now, which is so cool. And I also feel like there's going to be many moments along the journey of life where we may have our sparkle dimmed or a traumatic situation might happen or there might Mm. be a passing or a loss of a job Mm -hmm. or a pandemic. Yeah. And there's going to be waves that come and go that either take our sparkle fully or just dim it a little bit. So I can only imagine the skills that you've learned and that you're teaching your clients are actually just life skills to pull ourselves out of lots of situations where we can get us down. And yeah. Is, are you finding at the moment with what with everything that's going on, predominantly it's been Victoria the last year. I was mm. talking to someone from Victoria last night. She's like, yeah, where you guys are in New South Wales are at, that's kind of like where we were last year. Now we're just annoyed and ticked off. Like yes. we're not at that same stage as you, like yeah. where you guys are deep <laughs> in the emotions. Yes. Like, wow. Like you guys are almost experts at this. She's like, yeah, I know. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, but are you finding like obviously because of the situation right now, you Mm -hmm. are getting more people contacting you being like, Oh, definitely. I'm full of fear. Yeah. And what are some of the, like, if you can say anonymously stories where you're helping people get out from underneath that fear funk and get their sparkle back. Have you got any cool testimonies you can share? Yeah, I think big ones that I've been doing recently have been like some corporate companies or businesses that are reaching out and just noticing their whole team is flat and down. And like, sometimes they'll have team members messaging saying, Hey, like, you know, I haven't gotten out of bed and it's still like 11am. So it's really seeing like managers of teams and things, just noticing that they're feeling worried and they want to help their team in any way that they can. So a different aspect that has started to come in over the last probably month or so is doing workshops more like on a bigger scale for different teams and things like that which has been amazing because, I mean, for me, it's that sense of connectivity that I also am feeling is lacking in lockdown and things like that too. Like, of course, I'm used to like seeing friends and family members and, you know, all the stuff that we know is lacking. So it's a really beautiful way for me to be able to get connection with like bigger groups of people at a time. But I also think just seeing the difference in this space and the perception of like, working on your mindset and even just being aware that you're not feeling great compared to say even two years ago till now. Like if this was two years ago, there's no way people would have been reaching out and asking for help. And there's no way that corporate companies would have even been really paying attention to that. Whereas now I think like the whole well-being space in general, people are really starting to get on board with the fact that like my well-being and my mental well-being is actually important and it plays such an impact in other people's lives as well it's not just 
me that my mental health impacts. It's everybody else around me. And yeah, same can be said, of course, for everybody else. So I think on a personal level, like on a one-on-one coaching client level, definitely like I've got a lot more people reaching out and even just saying like, Hey, I've been listening to the podcast and I'm really loving the topics. And I feel like I want to dive deeper into that. Like I want to learn more about myself. And then we've got like the other end of the spectrum that, yeah, is exactly like, this is really affecting me. Like this period in, in time is really affecting me and my family. And I don't really know how to work through it. I just know that I'm feeling flat. So yeah, it's definitely been interesting because I wasn't expecting such a like boom, I guess you could say, but it's been, yeah, really beautiful for connection and just helping on a bigger scale to help people to understand why they're feeling the way that they are. And that like, that you're not broken, like it's normal to be feeling all of these feelings and this whole spectrum of emotion. We're only human and we are going to have those moments that we're not feeling like ourselves and we are feeling really flat, but that there is things that you can do also to move through that as well. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I also have just been reading the energy bus. I don't know if you've ever read that book. Oh no! Um, it's super basic. Like it's so easy to read. He okay. does heaps and heaps of books. It's, it's about like positivity and good energy. And he references in the book, I just read it yesterday, which I was like, of course, which is so appropriate for what you're doing in corporate. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, if you want to invest in like shares or you want to know more about like a good company, Mm -hmm. he said, look up the best employer, employer Mm -hmm. award or best company award that's voted by the employees Mm -hmm. because they will be positive, have a better energy, love their job, increase productivity, increase sales, and Mm -hmm. probably be a far more successful business. And he was referring to like, the share market and that's where yeah. you would want to invest your money. Yeah. And um, it's so true. And in the book, the guy literally says, how come we didn't learn about any of this in our training, how to create a good energy bus and get people yeah. to be on it and we set the culture and we can shift the atmosphere and the mood and as the manager, I'm responsible for setting that for anyone and, like, there's no negativity in this space. You've got negativity, you're out. Yeah. Um, and you, you basically get to go in there and help shift the mood and the culture, which... Yeah ultimately increases productivity because people are down and sad and depressed. They don't want to work and they're not motivated. And that's not good for any company or business, is it? Yeah, totally. And I think sometimes for them, it is just that realization of like, oh, I don't have to feel happy all the time. Like I don't have to feel a hundred percent on top of my game all the time. It's actually normal. And I'm only human. Like we're not robots. We can't expect to be at that top level all the time. And to have that realization, sometimes it's just that permission for them of like, oh yeah, like it is okay if I'm feeling a bit flat, but there is also things I can do about it. So I think it's kind of that sweet spot of teaching that, yes, we have our ebb and flow of emotions and that's only normal, but also then teaching some tools and techniques that feel really easy and accessible. I think that's the main thing. Like sometimes when we think about self-development or like coaching and learning about your mindset and stuff, like, yes, there is huge concepts that we can dive into, but also sometimes you don't want to be diving into those huge concepts. It's like, sometimes you just need something that's like quick and easy and right there for you to be able to use straight away. Because if you're already having an overwhelming day, you don't then want to be sitting down and thinking, oh, now I've got to sit down and journal for half an hour about how I feel and, you know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) 
threw out a little poll on my Instagram recently before all these episodes went live and I asked my following, my community, which episode were they most looking forward to and literally this episode was the one everybody said they and I think that must be because so many are so desperate to get their sparkle back. So I really would so deeply love it. If there's mums, women, mumpreneurs, business owners that have just found this season really hard, particularly in Victoria and New South Wales, but really honestly, this pandemic has affected everybody everywhere, even Northern Queensland where they're not getting any tourists and businesses being tragically affected. Please send this episode to them. Grab the copy link you can on your favourite podcast app. Or what you can do is also just share the episode from my Instagram at belly and beyond underscore and just share it to people's DMs, tag me, allow me to show that you've enjoyed it, share your testimony so others can hear it too. And just finally write a quick review or send me a DM with what's taken place for you, what's landed for you today, what you're excited for. Maybe it's the self-care tips that are coming up. Maybe it's the why process that Amy talks about. All of these beautiful techniques and tips that she shared, I really want to hear how they impacted you because honestly, so much time goes behind this podcast and I don't really know what's going on for you guys listening and then I get like testimonies months later. So it'd be so good to hear them in the moment and allow me to be able to share that with others anonymously so your joyful experience can actually unlock joy for others. So I'm really excited. Let's get back into the rest of the episode. So some of the things that you do like to do with your clients and you definitely like to do in your own world is Mm -hmm. you do this thing called like the five whys. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, this is definitely one of my like easy tools. It's one of my go-tos and it's cool because it can be used in so many different areas of life. Like it's not just the one thing. So the main way that I utilize the five whys, especially with clients, or like I have some collaborations with like fitness programs and things like that, that I work with to create a more holistic view of health rather than just being about movement or just about nutrition. We talk about mindset and stuff too. And we bring in the five whys really when setting a goal, because Say, for example, if we use the fitness example of setting a goal that you want to be like moving your body three times a week, or you say you want to run five kilometers and that's your goal. It's not that the bad goal to have any goal is a good goal. If it's something that comes to mind for you, that's something you want to achieve. But by doing a tool, using a tool like the five whys, what we can actually do is create an emotional connection to that goal. And you realize that the goal is actually really surface level and that it's never about the goal. It's actually about the feeling that goal is going to give you. So as a really simple example with the five whys, like really simply, you just ask yourself why five times. And it's funny because when we think about young children, it's one of their most common questions that they ask. They're so inquisitive. And I think it's so interesting to look at that and realize that we lose that um, curiosity as we grow and as we get older. And we just kind of take things for face value and for surface value. I think a lot of the time, because we do get so busy that by asking yourself why, it just gets you back down to that like, okay, yes, I want to run five kilometers, but why? Like, why is that important to me? And whatever your answer is, you write that down. And then you do the same thing. Ask yourself, well, why is that important? Like, why has that 
answer come up for me. And you continue doing that. It can take five. Sometimes it's a little bit less, but what you find at the end is the, the last question, if a feeling hasn't come up is like, what is this feeling though? Like once I am achieving these things and I'm starting to get like deeper and deeper down my whys, how will I feel? What's the feeling connected to these? And, you know, for some people it might be, they might feel proud of themselves or they might feel they've accomplished something or they might feel relaxed or calm or joyful. Like there's no right or wrong answer with feelings when they come up. It's whatever is coming up for you. That is the right answer. But to be able to have that emotional connection to a goal or something that you're wanting to achieve means that you're so much more motivated. And I mean, like it could even just be something as simple as why do you want to be doing your morning routine? Like if you were to bring that in, why is that important to you? And to answer those questions, but also with the five whys, as well as goal setting, we can also use it as a tool in our relationships, whether that's our relationship with ourself or relationships around us that if we're feeling maybe like frustrated or we notice a big emotion coming up, like we're frustrated, we're disappointed, we're angry, whatever the feeling is, or there's like a bit of a disagreement or conflict happening, you can actually sit with yourself and just ask yourself like, okay, how do I feel right now? maybe you're feeling frustrated. Do the five whys, bring in that tool, ask yourself why five times, because a lot of the time, what the disagreement or the conflict is about, it actually isn't what is bringing up that feeling at the end. So when you can ask yourself why, you actually start to realize like, oh, okay, like I see where this is coming from. So it really is all just about creating this deeper level of understanding of yourself, which also then flows into that deeper level of understanding of like your feelings, your emotions, why you feel certain things, like what your reactive behaviors are and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a very simple tool to use, but it's so beneficial because there's so many different ways that you can use it. And I have been using this tool when I, um, not necessarily for goals because I'm really clear on why I want my goals. I'm really clear on my purpose in my business and the podcast yeah. where I've been really using it is things that have been triggering me online during yeah. this pandemic and seeing someone share something on their stories and just being so like, oh, and I'm like, but why is that bothering me? Yeah. Well, I don't like what she said, but why? Yes. Well, what she said kind of includes me in a group of people when I feel like she's now attacking me personally. Yeah. But why does that bother you? Well, she obviously has a different opinion to me and doesn't think like me and I really yeah. don't like that. But yeah. why? And I've been going so deep till I get to the point where I actually get over it. I'm like, yeah. that's okay. That's her perspective. She's using her platform to share that, whether yeah. it includes me in that group of people that I feel like she's particularly attacking for whatever yeah. reason yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't like me and when I really got down to the root of it it was okay I'm feeling afraid now because if that's how she feels about that group of people and I'm in that group of people mm-hmm. does that now mean she won't want to be my friend does that now mean I'm not included I'm not wanted do I feel comfortable mm-hmm. now to be around that person and that's yeah. where it can kind of go with the things that are being shared. Am I going to be isolated? Do I even want to go back to yes. New South Wales and see that person now? Yeah. And I have to go there and then you have to kind of bring yourself back out and be like, this is going to be a time where people are going to overshare, share their mm-hmm. opinions. Mm-hmm. And we have to just, for me, I'm like, okay, I just forgive her for saying that. You don't mm-hmm. hurt me. She doesn't mm-hmm. even know that it's hurt me. So there's no point yeah. being annoyed at her. Yeah. And if it really bothers me that much, I'll just 
unfollow or stop watching that person's stories. Yeah. But that practice for me has been really, really handy with just what's going on right now. And I know a lot of people are being triggered and hurt by what people are saying. And Mm -hmm. they're just saying it because they're also afraid. Totally. Yeah. What their emotions running to. And, um, yeah, so I've really, really loved that practice. And I just thought it would be really helpful for mums and women out there that I've just got a lot coming up in so many different ways, yeah. different opinions in marriages, division, yes. people sitting on different sides, parents mm-hmm. maybe harassing their kids about things and they're adults now and they're like, mom, don't tell me what to do. Like yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. So I really love that. Yeah, it's just such a good tool for that introspection and just that, like I said, that self-understanding of like, I understand me more because when you can understand yourself more, you feel more self-confident within yourself of like, I know who I am. It really just all for me keeps coming back to that sense of like, who am I? Um, And just, yeah, feeling that within yourself is something that I have found specifically for me really helps to that that aspect of like having my sparkle back again of like I know who I am and just to shift through things and not get like stuck or obsessed or fixated or down about it or then overthinking things because you're like okay now that person hasn't texted me for a week and like you can just go down these rabbit holes of negativity and that steals your sparkle and your joy it takes your focus away from your family your business your team whatever that is for sure so yeah I just think, oh, we're in such a time of learning to manage our emotions more than yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and we'll come out stronger people. That's what I truly believe. Like if we can get through this in our generation, even though I still feel like it's nowhere near as bad as what the generations before us have gone through in terms of like yeah. war and like, I don't know. For the, for whatever reason, this season has really made me reflect on World War II. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, I was only just the- talking about this the other day too. But I also think like, you know, back then we didn't have the technology that we have now that like we're so overexposed to everybody's thoughts, opinions, feelings, and perspectives, you know, like back then it was like, we were exposed to maybe like our immediate community, the people that we lived with in our street and things like that maybe people that we caught up with if they went to like church and things like that, that's their immediate community. And so like their opinions and perspectives were really impacted by that smaller group of people. Whereas now it's so easy with things like social media to just jump on and we can see what people are experiencing, what people are thinking, what people are feeling on the other side of the world and the other side of the country. And yeah, that can bring about like, a bit of overwhelm as well of like, whoa, there's like a lot to take in. Absolutely. Seriously. Mm. Social media can be an amazing tool, but it can also be a really nasty destruction if we're not careful, which leads me onto something else that you talk about, which I really love. And that's routines first to-do list. And um, I've got all my notes here from when we chatted about this before (laughs) and I think it's so good to actually build into your routine to have phone-free time, especially right now when we're overloaded with other people's opinions and there's a lot of education being shared on the situation. But, yeah, yeah, can you just run us through all of that because I know that's going to really empower people. 
Yeah, I think that with our routines, we can get so like society these days has us glorifying being busy. And so even when we're doing our to-do list, for some of us, it's like, well, how many things have I got on my to-do list today? And that in itself can feel overwhelming because then it's also subconsciously setting an expectation of like, all right, well, now I have to go and get all these things done. And if you don't, if something happens, which I mean, you know, that's life, things happen. and then you look at your to-do list and you've only got two or three things of that list done for the day, then you can feel frustrated. You might feel disappointed with yourself. You might feel frustrated at other people that like have maybe thrown spanners in for the day that, yeah, I mean, like one of my favorite sayings is expectation leads to disappointment. And it's something that I constantly need to keep coming back to for myself as well, especially now having Ollie and readjusting that expectation. And my level of work was maybe up here before, whereas now it's quite a lot lower, but that's on me. Like that's my own expectation that I'm setting on myself. No one else can do that. And I think sometimes with our to-do lists and all of the things we want to get done, we forget to schedule in time for ourselves because we're thinking about everybody else around us, everything else around us, all of the things that have to get done. But it's like, how are you going to be able to do all those things to give to all of those people if you are not also giving to yourself? And I know that it's cliche. I know everyone talks about this, but until you actually start doing it and putting it into place, you don't feel the difference. Once you do it once or twice, you realize, ah, actually I do feel a lot better when I do that. And sometimes it is only five minutes. Like it's not, we're not looking at big expectations of time or big periods of time that you need to be carving out for yourself. But when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you have done all of the things and you've got everything on your list, how are you feeling and how can you reduce that feeling for yourself? So I think for me, that's the difference between to-do lists and those expectations and routines is like, how can you have a routine that feels good for you? That maybe it's like, these are the things I like to do in my mornings. These are the things I like to get done in my evenings when I'm like cooking dinner and tidying the house or whatever it is that you do in the evenings. But where during your days as well, are you scheduling in time for yourself? And it might just be time that you just switch everything off and just breathe for a minute or like put your favorite song on, dance it out and shift your energy. But where are you making this part of your daily routine? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's those little things throughout the day or throughout the week when you reflect that slowly, slowly by continually doing them, that's also what I help, what helps bring your sparkle back and helps Mm. you feel like you. Yeah. And especially the particular women that are listening that are in a lockdown and they feel like kids are pulling at them. Like yeah. I think there's families like mums that are, have don't even have a chance to feel lonely because they're almost like I wish I was alone because my yeah. kids are all over me, which is a totally different energy to people that maybe are single or don't have children and are living yeah. a very different life and there's a lot of extra time in their day Uh I think for the mums out there they're like I just want to shower alone I just want to have my cup of coffee in silence I just want to be able to stare at the trees blowing in the wind for a moment and regroup and I think when we do actually sometimes schedule those things in whether it's during our kids nap time or yeah I was just recently talking to a friend about a kids having a little bit more independent play but Mm. first 
invest in your kids and then say, okay, now mommy's going to have some time. We've had a big playing morning. Yeah. So play with your toys. Mommy just needs to have her time and actually teach the kids. I need yeah. to get my sparkle back too. Like yeah. I need to refresh so I can give to you kids and love you. And kids can understand that from a, a pretty early age. Yeah. In terms of particularly mums out there. Yeah. Trying to cope with their to-do list, which is often school and they potentially could be running their own business and mm-hmm. also working a nine-to-five or in a rotation of one of those things. Mm. What are some really good, I guess, techniques or advice that you can give just to help mums continually keep coming back to finding their sparkle? Mm. I think one of my favourite podcast episodes that I've ever listened to, have you heard of Rachel Hollis before? Yes. Yeah. So one of her podcasts that I listened to, and it would be probably at least two years ago now, and it's still something that has stuck with me, is she talked about this idea of not cancelling on yourself, that we need to set this time and space, whether it is just like two minutes or five minutes, we need to set these things into our calendar as if it was a calendar appointment, as if you had a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment, or like you're dropping the kids to school at this time. And you know, they've got to be at school at this time or, you know, all the other like appointments that we put in our calendars, when we are scheduling that time in for ourselves, not canceling that time because how often is it that you've got an appointment with your doctor and that you cancel? It's not often, you know, unless it's like an extreme circumstance that's come up, you stick to that because you know, that's an appointment that you've got. That's important. So when did our doctors, our dentists, getting our kids to school, like all of those things, when did they become more important and more of a priority than ourselves and our own mental well-being? Because by giving yourself that few minutes that is giving you your mental well-being and helping you to just recenter like i think if there's one thing that i've really taken away from being a new mom is like i need that time to just switch my brain off otherwise i feel like i'm going to explode and if i explode that's not good for anybody in my household it's not good for me it's not good for ollie it's not good for my relationship with aaron like i want to be that best version of myself. And to do that, it means that I do need to just switch off, even if it's for two minutes at a time. And sometimes it is reactive. It's not proactive. It's not something that I've scheduled into my calendar that it's like, okay, it's nine o'clock. I'm just sitting down for five minutes while Ollie's having his nap and just chilling out. It's like, recognizing within yourself. And for a lot of us as mums, it's our physiology as well. So our physiology is our body, like within our body, recognizing when your physiology shifts to that point that you're like, whoa, like I feel really overwhelmed or I feel like I'm about to explode. I'm really overstimulated right now. It might be you're breathing a bit quicker, like you're like one thing to the next thing to the next thing, or that your heart's racing a bit quicker. Like noticing the physiology changes, if you can notice those changes and those trigger points, because that is when your brain is then also picking up like, oh, I know what's happening here. Like I'm about to explode. And so if we can notice those trigger points first, then hopefully it also means we're less likely to get to that explosion point that we can be like, oh, okay, like my heart's really racing or like I know for me it's like my chest just feels really tight or like my throat will feel really tight and I'm like I can't breathe properly, like I've just got so much happening that then it's like, okay, I I actually just need to stop. Like 
And even if that is like if Ollie's obviously not napping, because I mean in an ideal world, yes, it would be when they're having a nap so we can just take a minute. But sometimes it's like, you know what, Ollie, I'm just going to pick you up and we're just going to go and stand outside for a minute and just breathe. And that's just what we're going to do. Like make it work for you in that situation that we're reducing those reactive behaviors because, yeah, for me, that's just probably the biggest thing I would say at the moment. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And while you're talking, I'm also thinking we're also so much less reactive Mm. when we've done those self-care things as a mom. And like when I start my day on a really good high, even if like, as you said in the call, you've made all this food and then they throw it all over the ground. Like it might drop my mood a little bit, but because I started so high and it drops a little bit, it hasn't brought me down so low that I'm already reacting and it's like 7 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was really annoying. I'm feeling a little bit frustrated, but oh, yeah. such a good morning. I can bounce back. Yeah. Rather than just always being at that low taint feeling. And that's for me when I'm the most reactive. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of this. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I just need to be by myself. Everyone go away. I just need to be alone. And then everyone's yeah. more stressed yeah. because you didn't schedule in your alone time. And yeah, now we have to find a way to cope <laughs> yeah. because mommy's exploded. And no judgment. I am literally that person. Yeah. Um, Same. But I really love the way that you put self-care into three categories and I think self-care can be this really overarching overused word and often I can find saying prioritize your self-care people actually don't know what that means they practically don't know so what does that does that mean I like should go like read a book like what the hell do I do for self-care like and yes often self-care for me even can be a distraction from actually acknowledging what my thoughts are and really I'm doing this self-care thing and the whole time I'm still maintaining destructive thinking and I'm trying to do self-care like have a bar but I'm still thinking about these negative things so I really love that you put it into three categories and depending Mm -hmm. on exactly how you're feeling will really guide you in what is the self-care I need right now for this mood is that I do need to go and journal and meditate Mm -hmm. because my Mm -hmm. mind is just crazy I'm feeling annoyed I'm feeling frustrated at someone or is it that I'm just really tired and I just need to relax and I just want to go do a mask and self-care so can you talk about those three categories yeah, and I think this also comes back to that concept of really creating that sense of self and answering that question of like, who am I? Because exactly like you said, sometimes like self-care, it's like this big umbrella term now, but it's like uh, so so often we think of self-care as like going and getting a massage or doing a face mask or, you know, getting a facial that it's like a lot of us don't have a spare hour to just go and get a massage or uh, like beauty therapists aren't even open at the moment for a lot of us either. Um, so like, yes, those things do play a part. Like we don't want to not do them ever if that's your thing. Cool. But it's also recognizing like there's, there is actually so many other things that you're probably already doing or that you realize that you do like to do that you're not doing for yourself. So to be able to get clear on what these activities are, creates again that sense of self of like this is who I am this is what I like this is what I need for myself and I think it's really really useful to be able to 
make a bit of a list. Like I'm, I'm definitely one for like having lists in the notes section of your phone. Cause a lot of us, we've got our phones on us all the time. So it's easy to access. And when something pops into mind, it's like, oh, that's something I can add to my list. So the reason that I break self-care down into three different categories is because originally for me, I felt really overwhelmed by it too, that I was like, well, I don't have time to go and get a massage, but what do I do now? Because I know I want to give back to myself in some way. So the three categories that I break it down into is mind, body, and soul. And I mean, the things that you choose to put in these categories will be different for everybody because everybody is individual. But like as some examples, when you think about what do I need to just slow my mind down? Like what does my brain need right now? Like for some of us that might be writing out that to-do list for the day. It might be something that helps you to feel like you've planned your week, like your meal planning or something. What are the things I can do to close out some of the tabs that I have open in my brain? It can be things like sitting down and reading a book. Maybe it's scheduling phone free time. It's like what helps your brain to feel like it's just got some space to breathe. And then when we look at our body aspect, it's like, how do I give back to my body? For some of us, that might be movement and exercise. It might be getting outside and getting into nature and going for a walk. It could even just be sitting outside and just doing some deep breathing and just focusing on your breath for 30 seconds. Like it's really about thinking about, um, what are the things that I do to give back to myself that help me to feel good with our body? It could also be focusing on our nutrition. Like what are the nourishing foods that I am eating during the days that are helping me to feel good as well. And maybe with our body, that is where we have like the having a bath or doing a face mask, those type of things. And then with our soul topic. It's like, how do you give back to yourself? What helps you to feel like you just come back to you and feel balanced and recentered, regrounded? It might be catching up with friends. It might be doing a meditation. Maybe you sit down and write out your gratitudes for the day. Maybe it's a flow activity. Maybe you like gardening or you do some yoga or you like painting or you put your favorite song on and you dance to your favorite song. But by kind of getting this big list and like it can be a bullet point list under all of these different topics, these three different topics, it means that then in those moments that you are feeling like you're about to explode, or maybe you notice that you've got a spare five minutes in your day that you can come back to that list. And instead of having to think about it, you simply choose something from that list because we've already reached the point of decision fatigue, like halfway through the day or by the end of the day. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't make any more decisions. I can't think about anything else. So to have this list ready to go of what this feels good for me today, this is what I want to do to give back to myself is so powerful. And you can so tune into this. And I feel like it's a practice, like a muscle that we can get better and better at. And I know at first for some people that haven't practiced self-care very much or I've been a very go 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 person like COVID's really brought them down and like really made them be present yeah. it can feel a little bit awkward I don't know what I want to do and and I I now from doing this practice can feel I'm feeling really agitated I'm really really frustrated I need to go and exercise to shift yeah. my mood either yeah. a dance sing along and I need to do um I forgot what it's called. It's like a cognitive jolt. Like I need to jolt myself out of it because going and having a bath isn't going to shift yeah. this particular overstimulated mood. Yeah. 
And then there was a day when I was away and I wasn't feeling agitated or frustrated, but I was like, I just want to nourish myself. I just feel like having my break and telling my husband on my son's break, I just want to go read a book in the sun and just feel that warm and nourishing, deep thinking, reading, calming. And I just knew that's what I needed from my list. And there's other times where I'm like, I'm just so drained. I just need no phone time. I need to go for a walk. I just need no technology. I need to just lay and be or or meditate. And you so can feel into that. But I think you're right. We can get so caught up with the routines and the to-do list that we think we have to do the same thing every day and get really regimented, but it's actually not what our body is craving Mm -hmm. or we tell ourselves off for craving that thing or that stupid why would you crave that or like those negative thoughts come in or you're too busy to be able to just go and read a book for half an hour you've got to do the washing or or the kids are crazy today so you just need to show up and be an awesome mom and yeah that overwhelms us but when I look at the list written on paper and I can see it it's almost like you can wave your little wand across and go "Mm, I feel like I need this yeah yeah (laughs) you can pick something that you're choosing to do instead of like the tick boxes of the day and like the need to's the have to's like I've got to get this done I need to do this today it's like what would you choose for yourself how would you choose to give back to yourself today and then it means that yes if you've got extra time it might be something that yes takes half an hour or an hour and that's beautiful but it also leads to, well, I don't feel like I've got a lot of time today. So what are the things I can choose in this list that are easy and accessible that is going to give back to myself and just like recalibrate back from that, like, you know, high intense emotion that can happen. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Amy. I hope that just gives people a little bit of insight and a little bit of inspiration on you know, if they're feeling in the funk and they feel like they've lost their sparkle, it's yeah. not going to be something that's going to change really quickly. It's just mm-hmm. the little things day by day. Yeah. Re- it's almost like rehydrating ourselves. We've kind of yes. dried up and kind of curled up and we just need to expand. Yeah. And it's the little things consistently over time that will slowly bring that sparkle back and they'll start to feel like, oh, I'm me again or I'm that mum mm-hmm. again or I'm that artist again or I'm that businesswoman again or whatever yeah. it is. I'm that sister again. I want to call my sister and have chats again and not to beat on themselves if they feel like they've had their sparkle dimmed because of what's going on Mm -hmm. everybody's in this together we're all feeling it together and yeah there's nothing wrong with that but I just hope some of these practical tips might just help get people a little bit out of that hole if they're feeling a bit stuck yeah so thank you so much and of course anyone can go and catch up with you anytime and ask questions and check out more of what you're doing so i love that thank you so much for listening to another episode of bell and beyond mama i know you're so busy and your time is precious so i hope today's episode has left you feeling more empowered around your choices and that your voice matters if you have loved this week's episode make sure you subscribe and get all the weekly updates It would also be so awesome if you could leave a five-star review for this independently run podcast produced by this mama herself. And if you've had all the feels today and a mum's popped into your mind, jump over, send her a DM or share it on your stories. That would be the absolute best. If you have any questions at all, connect with me over on my Instagram at bellyandbeyond underscore and let's write or rewrite your story of motherhood together. 